Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, the money moves coming for the Technology Modernization Fund. The chair of the TMF board, Claire Martorana, and the leader of the PMO, Raylene Young, are here. It's Monday, July 18th, 2022. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast. Every afternoon, you'll learn what's going on today in government. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Francis Rose. Here's what's happening now. The Federal Bureau of Investigation's prepping for a complete network refresh. A new request for information asks industry for details on the state of the art in routers, switches, firewalls, and other networking devices. The deadline for responses to the RFI is August 5th. You can read more about that story and lots of other news at fedscoop.com. Nominations are open now for the 2022 edition of the FedScoop 50. We want you to nominate leaders in the federal IT community for their achievements and contributions to the community. You can read more about how to nominate somebody through the links in today's show notes at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Technology Modernization Fund will earmark $100 million for customer experience projects. The window to submit proposals for that money opens August 1st and stays open through September 30th. Claire Martirana is Chief Information Officer of the United States and Chair of the TMF Board. Raylene Young is Executive Director of the TMF Program Management Office at the General Services Administration. Ladies, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Those distinctions, I think, are important because it it appears there's a misunderstanding in our community about who does what and so on. What is your role, Claire, as the chair of the TMF board, and how do you work with your colleagues on the board when these projects come in? Welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Francis. The Technology Modernization Fund is really, as you know, critical to us making um, catalytic investments in IT projects. Um, I would say that the board made up of uh, federal employees um, uh, across that come with many different competencies uh, are really extraordinary contributors to us evaluating projects, really assessing um, you know, what the immediate um, uh, capabilities are of agencies to move out on these projects. And um, in partnership with the TMF, Project Management Office, which has a team led by Raylene, has a team of extraordinary subject matter experts um, and uh, folks that are doing the business process and financial process management. So I really see it as a partnership between the Office of Management and Budget Team, my team in the Office of the Federal CIO that does a lot of the uh, coordination with desk officers in our RMO colleagues at OMB, and then Raylene's team that are actually doing the hands-on work that we can tell you a little bit more about with agencies, making sure that their um, not only are their proposals are the best quality that they can possibly be, but then we are also longitudinally, as they get more money, as they're hitting milestones and getting more money, that we are being the most effective um, guardians of the dollars that have been entrusted to us. Raylene, welcome, and and thanks for joining the conversation today, too. Um, What's that look like? You were nodding your head in agreement with Claire as she was talking about the relationship, the symbiosis between her office and your office. What does that look like from your perspective, Raylene? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. It's um, great to be here for this conversation. Um, so yeah, I think I would echo, you know, in many ways, the TMF is 
this joint venture that um, we've been entrusted to manage across GSA and OMB. Um, the funds are managed at GSA. We, we kind of are see ourselves as the stewards of the dollars that have um, been moved into the Technology Modernization Fund. And our staff um, is really there to support, I would call, the full life cycle of the fund. So we employ both technical subject matter experts in areas like customer experience and cybersecurity and just procurement and acquisition, um, as well as people who specialize in financial operations um, and, and kind of coordinating all the work that goes into kicking off and executing these IT modernization projects. So what we try to do is really be there throughout that life cycle. So both help look at proposals that come in, engage with agencies that might be interested in applying to the TMF, um, continuously getting the latest information and guidance from the TMF board, um, and then also bringing those proposals forward in front of the board to have a discussion um, and ultimately vote and review on, on what gets recommended for investment. I would say a big part of the role that of, of the TMF PMO that we've really worked on a lot over the last year and has, evol has evolved a lot is thinking about how much more we can do after the investment is made. Um, what we always like to say is, you know, deciding to be uh, get an investment is just the beginning. All the real work really happens once the project is underway. And the TMF really emphasizes this idea of iterative, agile work to maximize the impact of every dollar that gets invested. So that's where those subject matter experts really come in handy. We're engaging with agencies and we're working very closely with OMB along the way. What does that look like, Raylene, in your view, when you've reached a, a state of maturity with that, where you're really providing whatever the kind of the after the sale service uh, that you would like to, what does that look like, do you think? I think it really looks like the TMF being part of the program team. You know, both with the board members who have an amazing subject matter expertise as well, and the technical members and operational folks on my team, we, we see ourselves as ideally an extension of the agency. So if they are running into challenges, they have questions about um, customer experience or user research or, or procurement or acquisition, either we can provide that support or connect them to resources that can help them. Um, and another goal that we have is also how do we you know, uh, take what we're learning or agencies are learning in one project and bring those to other agencies. So we talk a lot about, you know, sharing best practices, um, kind of creating repositories of information and people that can that can kind of further um, expand the impact of, of those investments. It sounds like you want to create a TMF community and not just be a service organization. I think that's right. That's a great way to put it. And, and actually, we're, we're trying to and starting to pilot smaller versions of this, like um, for example, last fall, we made a, a round of investments in three agencies all embarking on zero trust improvements at once. And they've been meeting regularly as a cohort. And I think that's right. I love the idea of seeing this kind of grow as a community um, across agencies. Claire, I mentioned the $100 million for customer experience projects. And I, I wondered, is it as simple as this is a pillar of the president's management agenda, so we're going to pay a lot of attention and devote resources to it? Or was there more to that selection of that as the first kind of earmark inside the TMF? I think it's a combination. The president's executive order on improving uh, customer experience, as well as the president's management agenda, you can really see where um, the focus is of this administration on delivering better services to the American people, full stop. So um, we felt that it was important uh, to focus some of the funding that is available under uh, the TMF, under the American Rescue Plan, specifically on 
um, making sure that we're delivering tools uh, that work for all Americans. And so we felt that it was an important opportunity for us to, in addition to the other categories that we had previously identified, is really trying to help agencies think about how they are going to move out on the, the uh, president's executive order, as well as uh, I believe it's the second pillar of the president's management agenda is improving customer experience. How will you judge the success of that to determine if maybe you should do other set-asides as you uh, replenish the TMF or just decide we've got this money, we want to use it in a in a more directed way as, as you are doing with CX? I think it's a little bit of both, and it's similar to how we're looking at every project. We are trying to deliver impact with the dollars entrusted to us. Um, and drive down failure rates and share knowledge, right? We are really focused on trying to not only help individual agencies where they are, but also help other agencies that maybe have not had the opportunity to move out on their journey. Um, so we are really focused on both of those things, as well as recognizing this is a bit of a pilot for us and we want to learn, right? So uh, you can't really learn abstractly. You have to learn by doing. And so we believe that this is really a great opportunity for us to, um, you know, measure ourselves, measure the projects that are um, going to get funding, um, and then continue to iterate. Raylene, you testified to Congress recently, and the paraphrase that came out of that testimony was, you would like to get the rest of the TMF money that exists now out by the end of the fiscal year. I don't think anybody believes that you want to just throw money at proposals for the sake of throwing money at proposals, but that strikes me as a pretty ambitious goal because I think you have, what, in the $700 million range left? Uh, and, and that's a lot of money to move, especially given the way that you've, you've parceled it out in the past. What does that look like right now? And is that still a goal or a hope? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and actually, just to clarify, I think the, the reference in the testimony was really around the $1 billion um, that TMF received through the American Rescue Plan, which really has this you know, strong intention to be deployed towards you know, the highest impact, urgent problems that agencies are facing. Um, so to date, you know, we're, we've um, actually already actively invested um, around half of, of the billion dollars um, actively and have hundreds of millions of dollars in additional um, proposals that we're looking at and evaluating. Um, so the plan really is thinking about with the combination of the proposals we continue to receive and the new um, customer experience guidance that we've issued, we are hoping to get a, an, another wave of pretty exciting proposals. And when we've looked at all of those, basically have line of sight to you know, investing that billion dollars in, I think, a really effective way. Um, I think things that we're excited to look at are, you know, how can these proposals and investments maximize the impact on the end public? So we do look at, we're excited to look at metrics around, um, you know, time saved or uh, workflows improved that actually affect um, the end users of these programs and services. You have plenty of proposals. Um, Claire, what are you seeing as far as the quality of these proposals? Is it, is the trajectory going the right way? I absolutely think it is going in the right way. I think, again, we were we were a bit hurried when we first got the American Rescue Plan dollars um, and we did the payment flexibility guidance. 
Um, and it caused a lot of agencies to take things off the shelf that they had wanted to get done and package it up and ship it in. And um, not all of those were fully thought through, right? Some of them were really great projects that an IT team wanted to do, but they were not partnering with their customers in the agency or outside the agency. Um, several of our board members use the term, build it and they will come. And what, what part of what makes the TMF board so effective in the TMF PMO so effective in bringing the board proposals is, you know, we're making sure that they are technically sound. We want to make sure that the team um, has the proven ability to deliver, that they have the right staffing in place, that they have the right executive support of the project, um, that the team has the ability to do rapid prototyping, right? That they're able to build iteratively and not ship a monolithic thing in four years. And so it's really, um, I think, um, I give a lot of the credit to Raylene personally um, since joining the team and building out some of the expertise that's in the PMO. Um, we've really been able to lean into helping agencies define their problem more effectively, answer all of these questions about their ability to deliver, really convene around senior leadership having a stake in, in these investments and really trying to help drive the success inside the agency as well as for the customers. Raylene, as part of that community that we talked about a moment ago, what is the role of the PMO to help these agencies on the front end of their proposal process? They're writing these things or putting them together to make sure that when the package comes in, it has all of those things that Claire just outlined. Is, is that part of your organization's job too? Absolutely. And, and I would say we're also continuously trying to innovate different ways we can provide that support. Um, so one example is in the latest um, customer experience guidance, we actually introduced this new concept of the expression of interest form, where agencies can take literally a few minutes and just quickly submit some ideas, and then we'll reach out and engage with them. Um, we also do regular recurring office hours where federal um, employees can, can attend and per members of the TMF PMO are there personally on hand to answer questions. Um, so I would say we, we are frequently, you know, every, every week getting new questions around um, feedback and advice, and we're very much here to help. Claire, one of the things about the TMF that people had questions about at the very beginning from the time the legislation passed right up until the present day is payback. And I wonder what that looks like now. You had Gary Washington on the program recently, and he talked about how they've already paid back a couple of their programs, some of the early awards that they got. Um, I teased him that he's the TMF whisperer because he must know how to put the proposals together, keeps getting awards and keeps paying them back. And I wonder what that looks like more broadly across government and to what extent you still feel the need to track that given that the payback rules are more relaxed now. Repayment is critical, right? We want this to be a sustaining fund and we also want to show our colleagues on the Hill um, how seriously we take being the stewards of these dollars, right? It is really important to us. So um, repayments begin generally 12 months after the first transfer of, of money, but they can't exceed five years um, to pay back unless uh, I think uh, the approval would need to go to the OMB director to get an exception. Um, we've had, I believe, two of our 11 
um, pre-American Rescue Plan investments. Um, one was Gary's USDA infrastructure um, uh, and GSA's new pay have fully repaid. Um, we have five others um, that have completed their project and are repaying as required. So um, that is a very important part of the discipline uh, that we bring to these uh, projects. Um, it is also why we fund incrementally to make sure that we are not, you know, front loading somebody's project and then they get into delivery challenges and are unable to both uh, complete the project or repay us. So it is a really big part of what um, Raylene's team focuses on, making sure that we're in constant communication um, with our partners. Ladies, a ton more that I'd like to talk about and we're out of time, but I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having us. You can read more about what's coming for the Technology Modernization Fund in today's show notes at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop Podcast is available on all the podcast platforms. If you don't want to miss a show, you can subscribe and get the show every weekday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your shows, and on any device you get your shows. And if you really like the Daily Scoop Podcast, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It'll help more people find the show. The Daily Scoop Podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher helped me put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. The Daily Scoop podcast is back tomorrow. Until then, I'm Francis Rose. Thanks very much for listening.